What is going on? What a do, boo. Listen, I'm going to talk about some things in this particular episode that it's been suggested that I not talk about them because, I don't know, there's just all these like conspiracy theories. But I'm going to go there because it's on my mind. And I'm not one of those conspiracy theories people. But I guess I could be wrong about this. Hey, thank you for being here. It is a Wednesday edition of The Shalene Show where we just really have a conversation. You're keeping me company. I'm keeping you company. Whatever it is, I'm just happy that you're here. We call this a car smart. I don't know why. I'm not in a car. I'm in a hotel room. And I'm actually just about 20 minutes away from leaving for an additional medical procedure to correct the things that happened back in, was it 2021? Yeah, yeah. I think it was 2021. Yeah, Yeah. All right. All right. So anyways, put your seatbelt on or grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or just keep doing what you're doing. We're going there. Okay. So back in 2020, I did a podcast, August of 2020. I did a podcast with Tim Ballard and I can't remember how I stumbled upon his social media. I think like maybe even a friend told me about him. And he was doing this incredible work going into third world countries and trying to eradicate sex trafficking, trying to save children. I mean, what a noble cause. Now, listen, some of you are like, Shalene, are you just now getting on the story? You're just now putting two and two together? Yes. Sometimes I live in my own little bubble. And because of that, I know some of you live in your own little bubble. And so this is the first you're hearing of it too. So for, for those of us who live in our own little bubble, this is going to be a little bit interesting. So I start like watching all of his social media and I'm like really imp- just, you know, who wouldn't get behind the idea of someone who's like trying to eradicate sex trafficking? And so I even, you know, talked to Brett about this and I'm like, I think we should make a donation to this organization. We made a $10,000 donation to the organization and then I reached out to them and asked if I could further bring awareness by having them on the podcast. I was back in August. I need to go back and listen to that episode. Okay. So this all ties into red flags. After I did that interview, Brett, do you remember after I did that interview, I said something just didn't seem right? Um, I'm going to be honest right now. I, I, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't remember the interview. Okay. Well, that, that's good. Brett does not remember me saying that. And it, it's even possible that, you know what, now that I think about it, I might not have told him that because I had done the research and the whatever. I'd found the guy. I was one that was excited about this organization. I was the one who wanted to have him on my podcast. I was the one who said, like, you know, we should probably donate to this cause. So I might not have told him I had some weird feelings after the interview because I just had us write a check for $10,000. But I do remember after the interview, thinking to myself, something didn't seem right. It just, part of it was, we did a little bit, very little small talk before the episode started. I remember that like, I was waiting on the Zoom for a really long time. And I could hear like all this like, kind of commotion in the background and the camera was live of the person who I was going to be interviewing, which was Tim. And I think they had like the logo. I wonder if we have this recorded. They had the logo for our, which is underground 
wait, is it Oper- Operation Underground Railroad? And so it was like the camera was just focused on his chair, and I could hear like him having conversations off camera, and I could hear people like, you know, basically telling him, okay, your next interview starts and blah blah blah, or your next your next interview is 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 ready now, and I just waited for him to show up, and I remember there were just some like weird, I don't know, just conversations in the background that I was like, it just felt weird. I didn't hear anything in particular. It's just a feeling. You know what I'm saying? So he sits down to do the interview with me. And then afterwards, we carried on with some small talk. And the thing that was kind of, I guess the part that I had all these questions, but I didn't ask them because I didn't want to be offensive. But one of the things that I was curious about, I was like, well, first of all, like, maybe I did ask it. How do you go undercover when you are blonde haired, blue eyed, like you look like a Ken doll? And at this point, he was pretty recognizable. I mean, he like huge social media already. He was on the news. And so my, like, that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know how big the sex trafficking industry is, but I'm sure they have social media. And I'm sure like you must be enemy number one. And you're like a neon sign. And so you're going into these countries kind of pretty well known. <laughs> and he was married and had several children, a few of whom he had adopted. So like that to me, and and he was, you know, of course, one of the other things I was very curious about was him saying that he was a devoted family man, but that he was always, always, always in these third world countries and posing as a sex trafficker. And, you know, my brain is just like, you have to then, I mean, if you're going undercover, you have to be convincing. So that means you have to engage in you know, pretty shady activities. You've got to probably have conversations and and say things that are pretty disgusting to convince these traffickers that you are who you are and that you're not an operative. So all that kind of was like, huh, I don't know, just didn't sit right with me. And I remember looking at a picture of him and his wife and his children and thinking, plus, I mean, this seems so unsafe. Like, I, I love the mission. I love the mission. But like you're a dad of all these children, some of whom, don't quote me on this, I swear I thought he said some of those children had had been rescued. I don't know. But I was just thinking like, gosh, you're really going to re-traumatize these children if something happens to you and your poor wife is, you know, like, can't you just run, be the face of the operation, but like use other undercover people? I don't know. That part just didn't sit, it didn't add up. And there were just some, I don't know, I just got red flag vibes from him. And I I do know this. (laughs) I then wondered like, wait, did our donation go through to him? Like, did it go to him? Did it go to the organization? I just had red flags. And that's the thing about intuition. And much of which I've learned a lot more since 2021. That, you know, you start to feel guilty when you have these thoughts about people who others revere. And everyone at that time totally revered this guy. And so I felt like a bad person for even thinking these thoughts. Because he talked about how they would do these ruses, like where they would pretend that he was a married couple. And that he also was telling me about some actress at the time who had volunteered to pose as his wife. And apparently that's something they did on a pretty regular basis. They would, 
you know, go to these traffickers, pretend that they were a married couple who were into children. I mean, how disgusting. Now, here's the deal. I know that some of you, a lot, maybe, I shouldn't say I know. I assume some people in my audience are going to be like, oh, Shaleen, you're buying into the whole thing. No, no, I'm telling you about my own personal experience. Okay? I'm telling you about the feelings I had when I interviewed him. That's what I'm telling you about. I didn't know about any of this. You guys, I didn't even know that the movie Operation Freedom... Yeah. I remember people talking about that movie this summer and that it was about sex trafficking. I remember hearing that there was a lot of controversy around it. I'm like, how could there be controversy? Like, what's controversial about saving children? Like, who could have a problem with that? I didn't even put two and two together. I didn't know it was Tim Ballard. I didn't know it was part of Operation Underground Railroad. He's the founder. It's a nonprofit organization. This is an organization that's supposed to, well, and and I think they have done some real good in the world in combating child trafficking. He, I remember, said that he had been a special agent for, or he was in some kind of role at at the CIA, and that he had been a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security, and that he had specialized in anti-trafficking efforts. Okay, and that he left that organization to found the Underground Railroad. That, to me, also seemed a little, I don't know, like, hmm, okay, Interesting. I wonder why you would leave to do that and do it volu- like through a private organization. But he did. Okay. So they had been involved in, or I should say, had been given credit for leading the way on rescuing just tons of sex trafficked children. And they had been given a lot of credit for arresting traffickers. And he had gained total, a ton of significant media attention, lots of public support. He'd been on lots of podcasts, etc. And then this movie came out. And I, I, all I'd heard about, you guys, what I know is just from this morning. Okay, like just this morning. So then, then, then this movie came out, right? And I'd heard that there was all this controversy. And today... Just the way the algorithm works, I think sometimes it has a little chip in my brain. All of a sudden, I, I start seeing a series of videos about from former women who had worked for him. And they were coming forward sharing allegations of sexual abuse and other forms of corruption, with not just within the organization, but just with him. So now I watched one press conference in particular with, I think it was probably like five or six of these women who, by the way, were all beautiful, right? So he definitely has a type. And they were sharing their stories of how they had been manipulated and they did things that they're ashamed of and that they all basically were part of this ruse that he would do where he would pretend that they were a couple looking to traffic children. And part of the thing he would say is like, okay, we have to practice. We have to practice kissing. We have to practice. He's a married Mormon man with several children. And he's the head of this organization. And we need to practice kissing. We need to practice sexual intimacy so that we're like, we've got chemistry and we're convincing. And we have to go to strip clubs. And like one woman said she was Mormon and, you know, couldn't drink. And he was like, well, you know, just, you don't want anyone to, to be on to us so Take the shot and hold it in your mouth and then open mouth kiss me and then I'll spit it out after the traffickers leave. But she says he didn't do that. He just drank it and he drank all the time and he was an alcoholic and 
was often so drunk he couldn't show up for his appearances. Now, I know these are all allegations. These are all allegations. Okay? I get that. Yeah, they're all allegations. But here's what I have to say. I watched this interview with all these women. And they still want to end child trafficking. They didn't say anything negative about the organization. It was just Tim Ballard, just him. So to me, that's like, I just don't know why these women would want to destroy their lives. Or why, like, I know there's lots of, what's the word, conspiracy theories that these are all women who have been hired by the left to bring him down. Like, but they worked for him for years. It, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Left, right, I don't care. I really don't care. I think there's so much corruption. I don't know why anyone would want to be associated with either side. And that is my truth. I think that there's a lot of very sick individuals in the world. And this just, like where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm actually, I'm in our bedroom and I am wearing my champagne colored robe. It's the most beautiful, thick, silk, comfy, like luxurious robe I've ever owned. I swear to you. And it's made by Blissy. You might remember that I told you about this spray that I found that I've been spraying on my pillows and the eye mask that I use and the silk pillow case, right? Like, so I'm trying to improve the quality of my hair and everyone's been raving about like, or saying, you you know, you really need to switch to a silk pillowcase. And I'm like, really? Does it really make that big of a difference? I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's changed the health of my hair. I don't wake up in the morning with my hair like in a big knot. And so it's this blissy pillowcase. And then I've been spraying my pillowcase with this. It's like a eucalyptus spray. It's insane. It makes your bedroom smell like a spa. There is no better time than right now to go and check out their website because they've got so many cool things. Like, And they've got tons of raving fans besides me. And they also have a risk-free 60-night guarantee that you can try, like whatever it is, a robe or a pillowcase, whatever. Okay, and get this. For a limited time, Blissy is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. Okay. So now you're like, oh, Shaleen, I can't believe you're believing these horrible women. Well, I'm not saying that they're all completely innocent. In fact, a couple of them, I'm like, um, you were married and you were doing these things with this man and that doesn't make either of you right. And it doesn't make him more wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some culpability on both sides. But it really does point to the idea that this guy had some very strange sexual proclivities and used this opportunity to be pretty gross. Was some good done in the process? Sure. But it's weird. Okay, so then I watched an interview with him on a podcast with his wife sitting next to him. And then, and let me just tell you, when they were asking, (laughs) you know when someone's lying. It's so obvious when someone's lying. I should play a little clip of it because you can hear them asking him about, you know, this practice of pretending that he's with this other woman and the quote practicing so they would have sexual chemistry. 
you can just tell a guy's total, he's, he's lying and he's busted. And it's so obvious. If you have good emotional EQ and you can tell when people are lying, I'll find a clip and I'll play it for you. And you can tell that he's lying and he's trying to deflect very quickly by saying like, oh, and on that mission in question, 27 children were saved. His wife is sitting next to him. I'm going to play you the audio, but you won't be able to see the video. But you can see she's just so uncomfortable. I was Tim's executive assistant for the better part of 12 months. During that time, I was the closest person to Tim. I also served as his personal therapist at all hours of the day and night. I had to be available 24-7 to give assurances to Tim of what a great guy he is to navigate his emotional meltdowns and his threat of suicide. On top of all this, I was also Tim's partner on in the couple's ruse. I wanted to help fight the bad guys. Instead, I became an easy target for the worst guy of all. I unknowingly became a victim myself. No one did anything to protect me. I worked tirelessly day and night for the good of the cause. For my efforts and my sacrifice, I was left with a broken marriage, a broken spirit. As a special thank you, I was molested and sexually assaulted by Tim in four different states, five different countries, in the span of 10 months. I am truly devastated by the situation I find myself in. I used to have complete faith in Tim Ballard. After the situations I was put in by Tim, the manipulation, gaslighting, and sexual assault and sexual abuse I have experienced from Tim Ballard has had a devastating impact on my life and those around me. He told me if I ever told anyone that he had contacts everywhere with the Attorney General, the police force. He made it seem that people were listening to all our conversations through all sorts of electronics. I was terrified to tell anyone, especially the authorities. I'm a former Marine. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I treated the victims of trafficking for more than a decade. It was obvious I could be manipulated because of how much I cared. I joined OUR and I was brought out to Utah for an interview. That interview consisted of Tim immediately talking about the couple's ruse. My background was not vetted. My references were not checked because the only thing that mattered to Tim was whether or not I thought I could engage in the couple's ruse. He was obsessed with it. He asked everyone else to leave the room, asked me if I was gay because I have a half-shaved head. I said no. He said, are you bi? I said yes. He was really excited to hear that because that's going to be great because when you're interacting with women in strip clubs and stuff, you'll actually be attracted to them and that's great. The entire perspective of Tim Ballard is through a manipulative and sexualized lens. You see narcissism and sociopathy in everything that he does because he has no empathy. When I got back from that op in the British Virgin Islands and I had a long conversation with Matt Osborne who was the director of international operations of OUR at the time and I detailed for him every concern that I had from Tim Ballard's obvious mental health problems the couple's ruse and his obsession with it, evidence mishandling, 
the extremely dangerous situations that he put us in. There was no accountability. Matt Osborne immediately acknowledged that there was some awareness that all of this was taking place. He was not surprised to hear it. He said others had called him and told him the same thing over the last few years. He said, oh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna call Brad Damon and we're gonna have a meeting with Tim and see what happens. What happened was I got a threatening phone call from Tim the week later asking if I had betrayed him and that I should be careful. Insisting on sleeping in the same bed no. with the woman. No, I mean, the, the, the closest that, that that allegation would come from is what I, the story I told you where we're getting a couple's massage mm-hmm. and she's bl- or blocking for each other so no one's actually getting touched by the sex worker and we're having credibility. So that would be the closest to that, you know, like. But so, you're on separate beds. Yeah, you're on separate Separate tables. Yeah. Yeah. But how would it work if you're posing with your wife and you come into town? Do you have to stay at the same hotel? Do you have to stay in the same room? I mean, you never know who's watching, who's talking. Right. It makes certain degree of sense even that you sleep in the same bed. I mean, it's 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 a little iffy. We get hotels that are suites. Mm -hmm. Or we're with where we there's multiple people renting a house. Mm-hmm. And so, because we have to be careful, it's true. They they could be watching us. Okay, w- w- are they still a couple? They're going into a hotel. Where are they going? So I have logistics guys on the ground that they'll either get hotel rooms that are suites, and they're in there already. And you know, I'm always hanging out with someone else. Like, oh, my buddy's traveling with me too, right? So right. yeah, I mean, we're, we we con- consider ourselves undercover the whole time, and we'll go into what we call the you know the 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 the, the, uh, the sting house, and usually we do Airbnb because that's easier. And we just go in, and so if they see us go in, and there's five bedrooms in there. Right. And the bad guys aren't coming into the bedroom, into the house, to see that you're not in the same room. So. Right. Uh, and then shower together? Yeah, that, that came, that story is a, is, a, is a true story that I've told. Um, and I'll tell it again. Uh, we rescued 27 kids. Uh, it, it was this one time ever that this ha- happened. We were doing the couple's ruse in a spa called the Spa Bonjavo in Dominican Republic. And the intel said that kids were being sold out of that place. So I was actually working with um, uh, a, one of our operators. Her name is Marisol Nichols. She's actually an actress and an operator, so she does a very good job. And we were doing the massage thing. But I, I didn't, I ordered a, we ordered like a mud thing because I don't, the massage thing leads to having to fight the sexual touching stuff with the sex worker. So we said, let's start with the mud and I'll get the intel before it's over. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't get the intel before it was over, but I was this close. She was about to tell me where they were. So we said, hey, can you order a different thing? Can you order a different a different uh, uh, service? Well, all we have is a massage. I'm like, all right. I had to stay there because I'm, I'm this close to getting them to tell me right. where the kids are. So they say, okay, so they open this door and there's a, sh- there's a shower. So like, you know, shower up. And we're like, oh, are you going to leave the room? They're like, no, we're gonna we gotta clean this mess up and prepare for the massage. So we're like, oh crap, well, here we go. So we, we went in there and you th- you think on your feet. So I, I throw the I throw a towel over the over the the window so they can't see. And we're you know, we're wearing clothes. We're wearing you're wearing your bathing suit, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't go naked in these things. And so she goes in, I go in, and we just we don't even touch each other. And then I found another interview of his wife. I, and I think it was more recent. And she even says in the interview, I was very aware of the couple role playing and I, I, was, I was very aware of the things he had to do and say. And I just chose not to look at it. I just chose to, you know, just pretend that everything was, she literally says this. I mean, in, not in so many words, but I'm paraphrasing. But basically she's like, I just chose 
not to look at that. I just chose to keep in my mind this perfect little family that we have and every you know and not have to think about the things that he had to do. Oh, he was just such a just such a caring man. I don't know, you guys. It just I you know, and I did that podcast last week about grifters and phonies and I guess that's the world that we live in, but it just freaks me out because it doesn't freak. Yeah, I guess it freaks me out because, because so many people fall for it and then defend these people. And I'm not saying that I know for a fact any of these things are true. I don't. They're all allegations. I'm just saying that he set off my red flags in my interaction. And Which all these up. It is. Thank you. You usually give, I'm sure you already said this, you give people the benefit of the I doubt. I always give the benefit of the doubt. I don't even pick up on red flags. Like, so if somebody sets off my red flags, that, that means that they're like a burning building for somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So listen, I don't want this to start like a whole controversy. Guess what? We're not even going to talk about it in the pod squad because I've seen this topic come up too many times on other Facebook groups before I even realized it was Tim Ballard when people were just talking about Operation underground railroad. And I, I don't want that to happen. I, I'm just not gonna let you guys attack each other. But I do think the bigger conversation is about intuition. You know, when you're around someone or when someone's around you or your children or your family, and you just have that little voice that says, oh, don't say anything because everyone likes this person, but you're getting a feel, you're getting a read, something doesn't sit right with you. You're right. And you should probably assume that you're right. Because if you're wrong, so what? You've offended someone. But if you quiet that voice, you could get hurt. Your children could get hurt. Like bad things happen when we quiet that little voice in our head that says something doesn't add up here. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, we're about to head out the door and we'll continue this. We're going to continue this in the Uber on the way to Dr. Hidalgo's. All right, stand by. This episode of The Shalene Show is sponsored by our good friends at Organifi. I'm recording this in the evening, and one of the things I love to do in the evenings is to wind down with a hot cup of Organifi Gold Chocolate. It literally tastes like a hot chocolate, you guys. I'm telling you. It's a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. Now, hold on. It doesn't taste anything like mushrooms. I'm telling you, it tastes like hot chocolate. And that's because they use organic cocoa, a holistic alternative to hot chocolate, and it literally calms your nervous system. It also improves your immune system. And for me, I find that I get into a deeper state of rest. So if you want to try one of the many Organifi products, I recommend that you check them out. Go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene, and you're going to get 20% off. As you know, I love a ton of their products. Any place where your diet might be deficient, like you're just not getting enough of that ingredient or you want to bolster your immune system, which is so important, especially when we're talking about hormone health, weight loss, your mental focus, all of those things, you've got to take care of your immune system. And Organifi creates the highest quality supplements most of which are in a powdered form, which allows you to just mix them with water, super convenient, all 100% USDA certified organic ingredients. And again, you get to try them for 20% off by going to Organifi.com forward slash Shalene. I'm going to spell it. 
O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen for 20% off. Okay, so now we're in the Uber. When you're having surgery, you know, obviously you can't, or maybe you don't know this, but you can't have food or drink from like midnight on. Now, I practice intermittent fasting and there is something about being told like what time is it right now it's eleven thirty. it's eleven thirty, but you woke up at like seven forty-five, and you're like and i was like starving. i need to eat i'm like i need to eat i can't believe i can't eat and brett's like well you never eat at this time i'm like i'm so hungry i'm so hungry and so thirsty my and i'm like looking up the instructions i'm like for sure i can have water right like that that would just be inhumane if you can't have water i do this every time and nope can't have water so right now I want pancakes and syrup and I want whatever that is you're drinking bread. I want to drink that. I want an orange fan. No, I want a grape Fanta. And I also want those little tofu bites from the place. Yeah, which you've already there's, requested. There's a place on Spring Street, if you ever come to New York City, called Rice Kitchen. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah it's called Rice Kitchen. <gasps> it's the best food I've Spring ever had. Sullivan. It's a tiny, tiny little... Maybe it's like 400 square feet, this little place. And they make the stuff called bagovi. And it's wrapped in like kimchi and egg and tofu. And you're probably like, that sounds so gross. And a little bit of rice. It's the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. I dream about it. And right now, I'm ravenous for it. It's like every single time, like even if, you know, I get my blood drawn all the time for my hormone testing. Like every, sometimes three months. Lately, I've been doing it every six months. Now that I'm in the menopause, that's what I'm calling it. It's not menopause. It's menopause. Applause. Yeah. It's the after party. And so same thing. You have to fast. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I know. It's like we both do, we both have the woman come to the house. We have the service where they come to the house and draw your blood. And we always make her like the first appointment. So it's like 8 a.m. And literally we, we have to hold off on coffee for like... 30 minutes and it's like a total it feels, it, it so feels like it feels like you're an addict going through what I don't know this but I'm not gonna so I shouldn't say anything but it does feel like you're like going through withdrawals, withdrawals. you're like oh my god I need I need my coffee I yeah need my coffee. it's kind of weird I guess it speaks to when you are restricting yourself and I guess that's why diets don't work it's why I don't restrict myself of any foods if I want to eat it I friggin' eat it and I do we had french fries last night I have a question okay. why when you have a flight before noon I'm always hungry too. Yeah, that's a it's good It's like question. we have a flight at 10 o'clock and I'm like, I'm I, need to, I, I need to eat. I get to the airport at like 9.45 or, you know, 10 o'clock flight. I'm at the airport at 9. I'm like, I, I need food. Starving. I need yeah. to sit down for a full breakfast. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the anxiety. I know a lot of you, or if you haven't, I'm doing a, a walking challenge. That's what, Do you know the date that it starts, honey? The 5th. The 5th of February? Yeah. Oh. Day you know before what, my birthday. I was going to say, you know what that is? Day before your birthday. So... Couple yeah, days after yours. I love for my birthday. You guys should sign up for my walking challenge. It's it's really an energy challenge, but we are. My goal is to get people walking more. That's the goal because that will give you energy, and food gives you energy, and better sleep gives you energy, and doing intermittent fasting can give you energy. Now you don't have to do any of those things. You can be like Shalene. I want to do the challenge, but I don't want to walk. Okay, fine. Shalene, I want to do the challenge, but I don't want to do intermittent fasting. Okay, fine. But you are going to hear from some great experts, and I am going to help you understand where energy comes from. Because 
it's not just that some people are more energetic. Well, that it is true that some people are more energetic, but it's a system that allows you to be more energetic. There's so many things you can do that give you more energy. And it's remarkable the difference you feel when you're energetic. It was like maybe, I don't know, last week, maybe about 10 days ago, I woke up and I, first of all, my numbers, I looked at my numbers for my sleep score and it, it was horrible. And I knew I had eat, hadn't eaten well the day before and just everything was off. My energy was so low. Now I've told you this before. I've never experienced depression or anything even close to that, but I've had like some sad blue days, but I just didn't have the motivation like the, to do anything. I didn't want to look on my phone. I didn't want to return an email. I, I, my brain just couldn't make sense of simple conversations. And I just remember staring out the window thinking there are people who feel this way and it never lifts. It just feels like this kind of indefinitely. And that must be what depression feels like. Like, I guess, I mean, I, I knew, okay, I'm going to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to feel better. Maybe I'm gonna feel better later today. I even thought I was just like, I just am, bleh, don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay in bed, cuddle up and maybe watch some Netflix and take a nap. That's all the energy I have to do. That's all I have. And to think that some people feel that way indefinitely is rough. Because when you feel like that, even the things you know you could do that would make you feel better, you just don't do them. It's like you know that, that this will make me feel... You, like even that day, I knew if I just got up and took a walk, I'd feel better. But I was like, I, but I don't want to. I don't feel... I don't have the energy to do that. I don't have the energy to do the thing that's going to give me energy. And I think what you have to, to do is to say to yourself, I don't want to keep feeling like this. And force yourself to do some of those things. But also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about like just energy right now. Obviously, depression is a mental illness. It's, it's something where you should reach out and get help from other people because you can slip so deep into it that you can't help yourself. And for some people, it's medication, you know. Yes, I agree. I, I, of course, if you are, you know that you aren't depressed and you can't get out of bed and so you need to seek medical attention. But if you are just feeling a little off, if you're feeling like, you, you know, you can't get, get your stuff going, you can't get your mojo going. Yeah. You, you have always said, change the scenery, change your environment, like get outside, go Movement. for it. Like literally since we've been walking religiously for the last calendar year, mm -hmm. when it's just so much more enjoyable to throw on a good podcast or a good yeah. playlist and just go take a walk. Literally five minutes. You do two blocks and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm into better. this. I yeah. feel better. I wonder if you're listening to this right now while you're walking. If you guys are on my newsletter, you probably saw last week. I've been looking for an under desk walking pad. I did an interview with Eric Worre last week or when, when I was in Vegas. And he, he told me he'd lost a ton of weight. And I'm like, oh, really? So how did you do? I always ask people, so how are you doing it? You know? And because that's always something I'm curious about. And he said, what's that? What are you doing differently? Yeah, what are you doing differently? He said, 
I'm walking. I'm like, no way, no way. He goes, well, I mean, I'm doing a lot of things, but it started with walking. And I said, okay, so are you walking outside? Are you on a treadmill? He goes, it's the dumbest thing. It's this, like, it's under 300 bucks. It's this walking pad, cheap thing I bought on Amazon. And I put it under my desk and I, I don't walk fast, I just, but I'm moving while I'm working. And then he said, I got one like for every single room that I end up doing work in. I just keep buying more of these walking pads because I just feel so much better when I'm walking. And so then I'm like, okay, what, he told me the brand that he bought. And then I, I, I w- wanted to get one. And we, we instead decided to get like a full-size treadmill just for a bunch of other reasons. But we decided to get a full-size treadmill. But I still want to try walking pads to, so I can give you guys some recommendations. But in the meantime, because I know for some of you, it's below zero. And you're like, yeah, I ain't going outside. <laughs> so I asked my followers on Instagram. And I had, I don't know, probably 700 people respond with their their walking pads that they were love. I didn't even know this was something everybody was doing, which is awesome. Makes me so excited. So I listed for you the top four, I believe it was, that people just kept saying this brand over and over and over, the top four brands. Again, I just want to say I, I haven't tried any of them. So I'm just going to share them with you because maybe you are in the market for that and maybe you're going to be doing the walking challenge with me and you need an option. But I just keep hearing from everyone who responded about their walking pad. They're like, it's so crazy. My body's changed. My, I, I can't believe what a difference it's made. And I'm, I've got more energy and I just feel so good. And I didn't realize how much my body just hurt from just sitting in a chair all day long. I'll put those in our show notes too. But if you're not on my newsletter, every single week on Friday, I send out a newsletter and I share with you something that I bought that I'm obsessed with. And then I share what I'm watching on TV. And then I also share like something that I'm kind of obsessed with and talking about. And then I usually share, I don't know, some kind of promotion or something that we're doing at Team Johnson. Like right now, I think last week we talked about the walking challenge, which of course that link will be below too. Or if you just go to my Instagram and if you just send me the word reset for the energy reset, I'll send you the link to sign up. Oh, no, they can put it in the comment too. Oh, they can just put it in the comment works? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Just comment reset. Well, it's going to end up being in their DM. Yeah, or send me a DM that says reset and I'll send you a link. Like I just ran into friends who had just moved to New York City and I was like, gosh, you look amazing. Like your muscles are just popping. And he's like, well, we, it was Chip and Elliot. And Elliot's like, well, we just, you know, in Arizona, we weren't walking everywhere. We get to New York and now we're walking everywhere. And he's like, it's just crazy. I'm like, it, it's, it's a good thing. And it's why we're doing the challenge. Speaking of things that I'm obsessed with, this one solved, I think, is going to solve a major problem, especially when we're traveling through Europe. And especially for those of you who travel and your bag gets really heavy. One of the reasons why a woman's bag is so heavy is because we have so many freaking toiletries, especially once you're a certain age. Well, you know, I've noticed that. What? And I think that you can consolidate that to just a handful of things because you only use a handful of things, but you bring 40, <laughs> 40 to 50 things because I guarantee you, it's just like your clothes. When you pack and you pack 50 outfits for four days and you don't wear all of them, but your sweats usually and your workout stuff, I think you're just overpacking. I think you're just thinking like, 
like you, I think you're attacking me right now. I'm not attacking you. I'm just trying to help because it does. This is like, you're choosing violence. I'm choosing violence. I just think that you I've seen your makeup bag and I've seen and you have like six of them. And oh my god. Okay, we're done with you right now cuz <laughs> these are all lies. These are all lies and conspiracy theories. Let me get back to me and we're going to we're going to mute the gentleman sitting next to me for a second because I don't know what he's talking about. First of all, if he wants a gal who doesn't dress as cute as I do, then you're going to have to deal with... If you want someone who packs light, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a gal who wears the same outfit. You know what I'm going to do one time? You know that's not true. I, I like... I like I'm you not, don't care. I'm, I'm not about a basic yeah. But so I think that one of these times when yeah. we travel, yeah. like I'm going to secretly like take all the clothes that yeah. you wear yeah. on the trip uh-huh. and stick them aside or put like a little tag on them. Okay. So then when we're done with the trip, like literally show you like what you wore for the for Okay. The I think you should do that. I think you're going to then have to sh- do an appearance on the podcast and say, I was wrong. Oh, I, I am. I'm so confident. Absolutely. If you don't know that it's going to happen. Yeah. Go, go will, for it. I, I will win. Go for it. I wear everything. I wear everything. Okay. <laughs> Not every, almost everything. And I need options. Anyways, back to my find. And this isn't just a find. It's also something that is oddly very satisfying for me. So I've taken, you know, like even my foundation, the bottle that my foundation comes in is this super heavy glass bottle. I wear... Estee Lauder, or is it Clinique? Clinique. Perfecting. I think it's Clinique. Beyond Perfecting. Whoever makes Beyond Perfecting. I think it's Clinique, too. Sad that you would know that, Brett. And and it's it's like this really heavy glass bottle. So that's heavy glass. And then my toner is came in a heavy glass bottle. And then my lotion was in a heavy... Like, all these heavy glass containers for skincare and makeup. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't need the whole thing. You know, I need a little bit of lotion. I need a little bit of foundation. So my makeup artist, most recently when we were in Vegas, she had these little teeny tiny like squeeze bottles, little tiny, like like an eyedropper almost, that she had products in. And I'm like, what, what, where can I get these? Is this something only makeup artists can get? She's like, no, you can get them on Amazon. So I bought these little bottles and, and it's called depotting. That's what they call it. When you transfer your big makeup to something little, is this when you were like for one hour, like pros- getting your foundation into one of those little squeeze yeah, bottles? It took yeah. over an hour. I found it. It's more relaxing than a massage. I So if you're a makeup artist and you need anything depotted, send it my way. I'll do it for you. It was the most relaxing hour of my week. I just sat there and I listened to an audiobook and I just slowly transferred makeup off of the wand into the bottle it took forever they have a little funnel thing but like some makeup doesn't just pour you know what i mean like you have to like literally like scrape it in and i found it so satisfying more satisfying than even exfoliating or dermaplaning i'm so glad i'm a boy like the sound of dermaplaning it's so satisfying you should be happier boy it's yeah all those things you were reading about about like what the women go through yeah oh for perimenopause yeah that podcast comes out on friday so if you are someone who is over 35 i'm telling you you need to tune in to friday's podcast because it's crazy 
the number of symptoms that most women have no idea are the result of fluctuating hormones and that there's so much you can do about it. And in fact, the research shows that the earlier you do something for it, the, the more smooth your transition is into menopause and the healthier you're going to be in terms of longevity, cardiovascular health, risk of cancer, everything. Like we have been lied to. Don't get me on the whole tangent. But that's what, that's what Friday is going to be about. And it's really, really important. Those of you who are before you hit menopause and those of you who have a, had a breast cancer diagnosis or in your family and you've thought that you can't do hormone replacement therapies, I'm here to tell you, I want you to make the decision that makes you feel most comfortable. I mean, because that's really, really important. I mean, your stress, your state of mind, that's all. I would never tell someone who's had a, a cancer scare, you need to do this. You need to do what's right for you. But just, just know this, even your oncologist might not have the latest menopausal research regarding hormone replacement support. So I'm just telling you to just arm yourself with the latest. And one great place to go is just Google search the North American Menopause Society. That's a great resource for you. Look for a provider who is certified because there's so much updated information that's just kind of being withheld from us. And going into that stage of your life or even being in that stage of your life and not knowing your options and not being prepared is you're just going to put yourself at an ultimate disadvantage. Brett, he said, tell them it's like showing up for the Super Bowl and you haven't practiced. I'm like, I don't know if the Super Bowl analogy is going to work for these ladies. Well, but. It's, a, it's a big event in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like pick a pick an event, pick a something that's in your life that's very important. They have to you prepare go for un, it. You go, you go in unprepared. That's yeah. not smart. It's like showing up to take the, the, the bar exam and you haven't studied. You know, you it's one of those things where if you're prepared, everything's going to be so much easier. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to work out in your favor. So anyways, back to these little bottles. It's just so satisfying. So then the next thing that I did is I had all these shadow compacts, right? And I, you know how you do. Like you get this compact from whatever, Urban Decay or Tarte. And it, it's got like 24 different eyeshadows and you only use three. But you take that whole big, you know, palette with you when you travel and it's, it, this stuff gets heavy. So I depotted my, you know, pop the little tins out and they have these containers. I'm not sure what you call them. Look, a compact, an empty compact that's magnetic on one side and has a nice mirror on the other side. And so I took the little shadows from all the different compacts that I had and I put them all into one. And now I have one magical compact with a mirror. And some of you are like, Shaleen, how are you just learning this? Trust me, there's a lot of ladies right now who are hearing this and they are like, I didn't even know you could do that. It's pretty cool. And I, because, you know, those little compacts, those little tiny square, whatever you call them, things with the eyeshadow in them, they're metal. So then when you put it in a magnetic case, it's just like life changing. So my packing this time was much lighter, perhaps a little too light because I knew basically I would be lounging around in sweats. I'm going to recover tonight and tomorrow. This is a very minor procedure, hopefully. And I'm with such a wonderful, world-renowned, trusted physician who's a true artist and I brought with me a, a home nurse. His name is Brett Johnson. And I already told him all the food that I want waiting in the room and I need to be propped up on some pillows and I'm just going to enjoy some Netflix. 
Yep, Netflix and chill, baby. My favorite, I'm going to just tell you right now, I'm obsessed with Love on the Spectrum Season 2. It is the purest, most joyful, most yummy, happy, and sometimes sad, but just beautiful documentary. It's like a series. It's, it's like a dating show for people who are on the spectrum. And it is, first of all, it just makes you realize that everybody just wants to have someone. You just want to have someone, someone who will love you unconditionally. So if you watch one of the previous years, the new season two is out. And I, I am obsessed with one of the gals. Her name is Danny. She is a graphic artist. I think she's like maybe 26 years old. She is hysterical because she rejects these guys within minutes of them being on the date. She is a boss babe. She needs you to show up with a portfolio. She needs to know what your five-year plan is. She needs to know if you are self-sufficient. She needs to know if you're paying for dinner. She needs to know if you are living on your own. And are you... Into animation. In, oh, are you into animation? Do you have an animation portfolio? Yeah. Like if you, like you could be the CEO of Coca-Cola and, and be a billionaire. She don't care. If you can't oh, draw an, you're right. animation, you're yeah. done. No, you need to be making, that trumps everything. you need to be making money in animation. It's so great. She's a woman who knows exactly what she wants. Yesterday, she's like an 11 time award winning Comic-Con. Debuts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys are enjoying it. it it's something the whole family can watch and it's just so lovely. I can't get enough of it. There's quite a few other ones. Will you guys let me know? Let me know in the Pod Squad or in the Patreon app. I've got a long list of what to watch. But do you guys like those as solo episodes? Or do you want me to do that like next Wednesday? I could do a life or update like this and then put a what to watch at the end of it and kind of make it long. Or do you want it as its own solo thing? You tell me. All right. I love you. Say a little prayer for me. And I'll talk to you on Friday.